All right. Well, hey, folks, if you're here with us, Jeff Salzman, Encore the Light, uh, Daily Evolver Live, talking about all things uh, through an integral lens, hopefully, or giving it our best shot. So, Encore, hit it. What do yeah. you got? All right. all right. So, I don't know that much about this topic, but I think you do. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting you up here man all right i want to i want to talk about an integral the integral take on pornography okay um but i'm gonna get there through this guy you know mike johnson mm -hmm. and i read a little bit about mike johnson he's the newly chosen speaker of the house and i read his wikipedia i read some of his positions and i read this guardian takedown basically i'm sure that's probably yep. the only way the guardian's gonna approach that guy but it was really interesting to see all of the things that he's known for um, by the Guardian, and so I, mean, I just got the I got the text open here. I love and some of the writing. Whoever wrote this article for the Guardian, I'm sure it's findable. It's probably on that page. Did a great job. Um, in thrall of baroque and morbid religious fantasies, beholden to a regressive, bigoted, and morbid worldview. I guess that's morbid twice in the same sentence. And above all obsessed with a lurid and creepy enthusiasm with sex and how he thinks it should be done. I don't know if any of that's true, but I think it's good writing. Um, but he definitely worked against gay marriage and to uphold Louisiana's criminal ban on gay sex. He's really anti-homosexual and anti-homosexuality. He still opposes marriage equality. This, yeah. that, and the other thing. But one way, one thing I thought was interesting, have you heard of covenant marriages? Yes. Yeah. So I learned about covenant marriages. And yes. I think that's as I think that's pretty cool. I do too. Yeah. It's yeah. just like I mean, it seems like a very evolved. I mean, in France, you know, you know about paxing in France? No. So they, they have this thing called paxing, which basically gives you all the legal rights of a spouse. Mm -hmm. And you could do it with your brother or your sister. It's just like it's like these are the things that like it's really important when you die that someone knows you know, has this financial and administrative relationship to you mm -hmm. or for your taxes while you're alive then like you have a household and certain things happen differently and we want to give credits to people if they have a household so they've just totally abstracted that from this idea of marriage and love and sex and this and that it's just like it's just like administrative de designation of a household yeah it's called paxing and what i like about this covenant marriage thing is it to me, it feels like it's getting a little bit in the same direction. Yeah. Where it's like they're accepting the religious homies are accepting, like, we lost the marriage battle. Turns out it's a secular thing. We have to create our own more religious y version of it and and have that recognized by people. Why it has to be recognized by the state is like different than something else. You know, there's like some yeah. room there. But for those of you who don't know about covenant marriages, it's um so the Guardian calls it this. This is really funny. The Guardian says it's a religious arrangement that formalizes men's superiority and constricts women's freedom to leave, designed for conservative straight couples who feel that no fault divorce and gay marriage rights degrade their own unions. I mean, when I looked at what a covenant marriage was on Wikipedia, it's very different. But basically, the this idea of a no-fault divorce that someone, generally the woman, could leave the partnership without having to prove something. That was a new idea that feminists brought us in the 60s and it allows women to just be like, 
peace out whenever they want. And men, you know, it's just like, all right. And so they're, they're, you know, the covenant marriage is like, man, that is destroying our society that people can just leave marriages when things get difficult. Yeah. And so they, people voluntarily, supposedly, who knows how it actually works out, but voluntarily agree to a more stricter rules on when you can leave. And so basically you have to prove adultery or prove abuse, physical or sexual, um, prove that maybe you haven't lived together for a couple of years. You know, it's, it's basically a, a supposedly voluntary um, higher standard. Yeah. And of course, because it's the modern legal system, there's all kinds of loopholes. And if someone just moves to a state that doesn't recognize covenant marriages, and there's only three that recognize them right now, then they're covered by that state's marital law, and then they could just bail at any point. So it's it seems more like a, like a club that people will want to join. You know, what's unclear to be is whether both people actually want to join it at that time when they agreed to it. But anyhow, in general, I think it's a cool idea that there's just like different kinds of marriages and they just, the further it gets from the state, I think the healthier it is and that we should all have like our different like moral codes that fit our little individual cultures, but why have them enshrined, you know, in the, in the state? Yeah. No, so, you, I, mean, I, I think that it's a pretty good example of a sort of an integral move in the culture. Yeah. So yeah, people could have a traditional, literally traditional level marriage and in have it in this bigger container of a secular culture in a postmodern world and all of this kind of thing. And they can opt in. Nobody's making anybody do anything. And um, and so, you know, it's harder for them to get divorced. They have to work through things in the way that uh, people who can walk away easily don't. And that's their argument for it. And it also calls into play their faith uh, and they're religious people. They think being married is something that you commit to and you stay with it forever. And it's, you know, even into the afterlife. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I like it for that reason. So I think we're good on, on the covenant marriage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, and then the last thing, you know, this is all kind of like preface on Mike Johnson, no, no. but then there's this thing that blew up a couple of weeks ago or recently about um, pornography. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Yes. How he uses this app also yeah. called also with the word covenant, covenant eyes, yeah. just super creepy as a name, I gotta say, <laughs> where you can install it on your devices and it just scans all of your internet traffic for pornography or anything it considers uncool, which in the example he gave, he he was giving some talk called, um, it was a conference, something about like being against technology. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. a, it's like some kind of anti-technology conference. And he gave this example of like how it was flagged, his son. So he's, he's accountability partners with his son, his teenage son on this app. And so they're tracking each other's pornography use. And he's like, yeah, my son has been cool. Nothing's been flagged. Except once, this image was flagged of these two, and it's kind of blurry at first, but these two images, these two women, and so I like unblurred it to see what he was looking at, and they were just two fully clothed teachers, you know. Yeah. So the fact that the app thinks women together is pornographic, it's like, okay, great, covenant eyes. But but in, in general, you know, and he's being like destroyed for this probably in mainstream media, but I, you know, in my like naive wanting to be positive self, I felt like it was pretty cool that he was addressing his pornography addiction or, or some sort of thing with pornography that he felt 
was negative for him and he wanted to make strides towards being positive in the public sphere and being honest with his son about it there's some real like there's some real vulnerability and desire for connection there yeah that um i agree that i appreciate i i do too i i think it's uh i it's in the plus column for me uh with mike johnson um, you know, Mike, what Mike Johnson is, Mike Johnson is a traditional guy. He's he his ethics, his worldview is Christian traditional. He's a Bible believing Christian. And that um, enchants that lights up his life. That means his life is meaningful. His he knows who he is. You know, his famous answer by the way, this is the new Speaker of the House we're talking about. I'm not sure that we have identified oh, yeah. that. This is the third in line to the presidency. This is Mike Johnson. Uh, he's now the newly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. And when somebody asked him his worldview, he said, the Bible, the New Testament is my worldview. And so that's pretty frank. And uh, there's, you know, upsides and downsides of that uh, from a secular position He's going to be, you know, it's a, he's probably in his heart, a theocrat. You know, he would like to reform the country to more Christian standards, like it was, you know, back in the days before modernity and secular culture came on and killed God. (laughs) But But it actually never was in this, in this country. Like it was like, at least we had the rhetoric from the beginning of being secular and some of the things like coincided a little bit but it never like we that was never the project here yeah you know it's not like the holy roman empire where that was the project for a while right you're talking about religious freedom or no the government can't make laws regarding yeah yeah Yeah. oh that's right that is a founding like theocracy is not like going back to the origin of this country no it's not you're right you're right just want to be clear about that that's a very very good point and thank you for correcting me on that because you know culturally there was a sort of a hegemony of christian you know you being gay wasn't cool i mean you know when i was a little kid and i was a little gay kid it wasn't gay to be cool you couldn't even talk about it couldn't even think about it yeah so i'm curious though (laughs) given that reality and that you grew up in this christian traditional context yeah does it just fill you with fear to see this guy being third in line of the presidency where he just it probably alleviates my fear uh, more so than people who didn't grow that up, up that way. Because I know that there is a, I don't even want to call it hypocrisy, but a lot of people who, ha- they're sort of Bible-believing Christians, when push comes to shove, they, you know, they really don't want to kill homosexuals, but that's what the New Testament says to do. You know, the uh, you know Apostle Paul, they, if you lie with a man, you should be put to death. It, the Old Testament is full of it, but the New Testament isn't uh, immune. And also that women should listen to their husband. There's all kinds of things that Bible be- people who think they believe in the Bible don't really practice. And it's an interesting thing, you know, this evolution, because, you know, a secular morality is now the container in which theocratic ideas are held and so I'm, I'm not afraid of them taking over that ship has sailed uh, you can't uncook that egg of secular modernity and multicultural America and so forth so he's fighting a rear grade battle and I want to make sure that he doesn't you know I would fight him against any laws that would be theocratic or anything like that 
But in terms of how he lives and living a life that is lit up by the presence of God, I'm all for that. I'm excited about that, that there's somebody really is trying to to live that way. And one of the things that uh, secular culture doesn't appreciate like traditional culture does is the poison poisonous quality of pornography. That's that's a big this pornography is a very big deal to um, traditionalists. Well, it's also a very big deal to the internet. It's a very big deal to everybody. It's, it's a big. It's I mean, it's like there's a lot of pornography. There's a lot of pornography, and it and you know that that a kid can get a hold of it is just shocking to me. I mean, it's like, do you remember the 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 big election when we voted that? pornography should be pumped down from the satellites into every computer and the face of the earth? No, we never had that. We never had that election. But that is what's happened in the West. And, you know, it's one of the reasons the traditional cultures like Arabs and Muslims and, you know, these sort of pre-modern traditional countries, that's one of the reasons they see us as a great Satan. Look what we're pumping into the minds of their kids. It's shocking, actually, Encore. And in, in, in it is it is dangerous. And people are more and more people are getting hip to the dangers of it. And yeah. the the example I would use is that it's like when the food supply was industrialized. It's all of a sudden the millennial old hunt for calories, which had been the orienting principle of all life, basically, and human life too. All of a sudden, our homes are filled with these, you know, empty calories, but they're still calories, you know, so we could OD on junk food, and we do. And so we have an obesity, and we have the diabetes and all that good stuff. So pornography is kind of like that in a way. It's the junk food version of this really deep embedded drive yeah. for sex. And so it can overwhelm the psyche. And so we have men who can't function uh, without porn with their wives and their boyfriends. So you get a, you know, you get into a porn cycle where you're finding just the right thing that turns you on and and you get porn brain. Dopamine hits click after click after click. You know, what other person can hold up to that? Yeah. Of course they can, and you know, and, and, and people are still functioning. But you see, young people having less sex. One of the reasons why is because they're having a lot more sex. Only it's in their bedroom. Um, and uh, so, Christians are very hip to this. There's a, it, Christian psychology deals a lot. There's a lot of men's groups where they're working together to limit their pornography use. There's. Uh, what do they call it? It's part of the AAA groups. Um, it's um, sex addicts, basically. Uh, pornography is definitely a subject of sex addi- addiction. The Guardian is going to do its hit job. First of all, it's fun. It's funny to see this. Mike Johnson comes out of nowhere, right? We don't yeah. even know who he is, and just to, to, to see how the the liberal industrial complex tries to create this sort of enemy for us so that we so he's creepy and he's he's got this porn thing with his kid how creepy could that be you know and um and then this covenant marriage how creepy is that 
and going back and yeah and it, so it is it is like, interesting because this like this article you know and i've i've read the guardian for years ever since i discovered robert fisk and you know i'm just in general i'm down but it's it's interesting that every point they make in this article i think is a, is a good point it's like stuff that like i'm scared of this dude i don't want this guy in power given what his beliefs are yeah and and but they just overblow it so like the, the like adding the creepy thing is just totally not necessary where it's like just look at the voting record it's enough yeah. plenty you know? to oppose here yeah you know, <laughs> trump, you know trump didn't lose let's start there yeah yeah you like know, voting over to the election you know why, why does he have to be creepy and he's already creepy just by in general right so <laughs> yeah and it doesn't it doesn't help me trust the guardian or like you're saying that like the media industrial complex to have it be just like so i mean it just you know it's no, it just, it's, it's, it's just yeah. like over overboard are we bored with that at this point yeah you know, I think I, a, I lot of us, a lot of us are bored with that encore yeah and so yeah. um but and that itself is a change in that's the evolution so we're seeing that wait a second these, these christian people they actually and, and, and fundam fundamentalists of all stripes they actually have a point you know there is something to self-discipline and there's something oh, yeah. to obedience and there's something to honor and being a good person and being a father and a mother and that that's true but i think I, I wonder if you're reacting to this and being a little bit too charitable so there's two there's two ways in which i see that in your response one is I don't know if you know anything about this guy's actual life beyond the voting record and the media stuff, but you're making assumptions that he is enchanted by like the divine spirit, where most fundamentalist religious people are are not necessarily. They're just in, involved in a set of really harsh rules and really unhappy. And I and I think of my one of my favorite movies from childhood, Inherit the Wind. You remember that about the Scopes monkey oh, trap? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's old school. I don't know if it's like the forties or I don't know. It's black, black and white. So um, I don't know when, but it was such a beautiful movie about this courtroom drama between William Jennings Bryan and Clarence Darrow. And there's this minister in it. Who's like the fundamentalist minister and her, his daughter is maybe dating this evolution teacher, the high school biology teacher. And that guy is a fundamentalist dude. And he is not a happy camper. He's, he's not just like, oh, I'm just so full of the Holy Spirit and let's like dance to reggae music. It's really just, it's not, he's not putting the fun back in fundamentalism. So like making this assumption that Mike Johnson is like that, I don't know. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe maybe like the dinner blessings at his house are yeah. 10 minutes and everyone's crying. And maybe it's just like the empty shell of religion. Like yeah. that is why so many of us were turned off of it. So that's one question I have. Um, and, and the second is what you said about discipline and you know, like, I do agree. I don't know if agree is the right word. I, it resonates with me. A lot of the traditional values now that I've, I'm older and I've lived my life and I'm like, oh yeah. Like in the working world, most people do not do what they say. They do not show up on time. They do not send please say, please. You can't count on them for just the most basic shit. And the, all those people, when I was a kid, being like, it's so hard to find good workers and just honor your word. I'm like, oh, they were right. <laughs> that's yeah. that's actually rare. I didn't know that. It's actually rare. So that's, you know, I, I believe in some of that. But this idea that the religious people who are anti-pornography or anti 
sexual freedom are doing so out of an enlightened notion of discipline and what that does for them and not just fear is not clear to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it could be that they're there or it could be that where we are now is is fundamentally different from where they are, but it, even though it looks the same on the on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, both of those things are happening. People are obedient out of fear. They feel like every time they look at porn, they have sinned and God's watching them. And, uh, you know, we, modernity wanted to throw that off and did. What it threw off, it you know, it's the baby bathwater thing. It, yeah, it also totally. threw off sort of healthy discipline. And totally. sexual freedom became something that, you know, there's a price that had that society has paid for that. I think yes. it was a, a, a worth it price. I think it was the evolutionary move that um, had it down, its downsides. Family got kind of, you know, deprioritized, if you will. Uh, but in, in, in integral, the move is to see what we can bring back. So we do want a re-enchanted world. We want a world where we're not being marinating in pornography and junk food. And, you know, so we're working our way to that. I don't know Mike Johnson's interiors very well, but, I, you know, he had, he adopted a black son. He is, you know, he tries to be a good person. I don't know that much about him, but, yeah. you know, the idea that he's a racist bigot, uh, he, you know, it's funny when these white Christians adopt black kids. It's, you know, there's a critique of that, of course, but there's also, you know, they're doing a good thing if they're good parents. Well, okay. I, I can bring in a little specified knowledge on this. And I'm okay. going to, I have a friend of mine. Her name is Karen Thomas. Yep. She was, she was trans, transracially adopted. Mm-hmm. And she is now like a teacher about transracial adoption. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I could channel her in this moment, I think she would say you, it could be a good thing. But it has to be done in a certain way, right? And that's what she does is she helps people figure out the trauma when it wasn't done well and like rebuild from that and also help people who are doing it now do it in a better way. So I think there is there is that potential, but yeah, it's not always the yeah. case. Yeah, and we don't know with, with him. The other piece is the political, that he's a Trumper and that he, you know, has defended Trump and he tried to, you know, do what he could. To, he voted for Trump with Trump and all of this election bullshit. And that's that's very that's alarming to me. That's what's alarming to me. And and that also is a piece with this uh fundamentalist Christian worldview that has is seeing I don't know where he fits in this. But there is a strain of the Christian fundamentalism that thinks that the United States is so far gone you know, the pornography, you know, pumping into the, you know, the, everything, the family, uh, secularism, disbelief, that something, that democracy isn't going to work anymore. And that there is a need for a new, you know, there's this whole, this Bronze Age pervert, the, the, these books that people are writing that make the case for literally theocracy, monarchy, uh, they really want to go back to something that they want to take the society back to uh, a theocratic, not that 
the United States ever was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So yeah. that that's that's a serious like the Claremont Institute. Uh, there, that's a serious intellectual movement. You know how much traction that will get. Uh, I don't know, but that he would be in any way. Well, he is flirting with that because Trump is a natural uh, autocrat. And to the degree that you support his tendencies, you could separate some of his policies that you could support. But to the degree that you support Trump as your standard bearer, and that it would be this Manhattan libertine that would be the leader, (laughs) the standard bearer of the Christian right, it's, you yeah. couldn't make this up. If you wrote this in a screenplay, they'd kick it back and say, you know, this doesn't make sense. That's that's what I really don't get. I mean, I, not that I get a lot about what's going on out there, but with the fundamentalist people being allied with Trump, it just seems anti. Like if you if like you're being so charitable with traditional values, you're yeah. being so, you know, most people in your position would be like, these people are all hypocrites and you're being so giving and loving and charitable but when you when you see that like they're allied with Trump, given what they want their daughters to do and what they want their daughters not to do and what Trump does, yeah. and it's just like, how how is there any? I mean, it's all it's it's like it's yeah. just so. Here's how here's uh, here's how I can make some sense of it. No. The enemy of their they share the enemy. So Trump, but that's uh, not what values is. That's not what values is. You know, like I'm I'm a student of Gandhi. Okay. You know, Gandhi's telling me to tell the truth. He's not telling me to tell the truth when it's convenient or to tell a lie with the enemy of my enemy. Yeah. You know, like, and I, like they're coming from a similar, like, you know, developmental moral strata that Gandhi is. You know, I think Gandhi was very integral, but like that, yeah. that whole thing of like values are important. Well, no, they aren't. I mean, they're coming from, you, you know, when you're a fundamentalist Christian, the devil is afoot. You know, you don't, you're not sitting down with the devil and making a deal. You're defeating the devil. Uh, and so there is an enemy, a capital E enemy afoot. And Gandhi was, you're right, he was integral. Uh, but a, a fundamentalist Christian absolutely sees the world beset by the minions of evil itself. And it doesn't even have to be, well, first of all, does that? how does that sit with you? I, I'm still, you know, maybe I'm just too much of a mystic. But like the the idea that they would compromise their relationship with the devil within by violating one of their principles in the Ten Commandments to attack the devil without seems yep. to me like a fundamental betrayal of the promise of religion. Yeah, well, they they, they sort it out. They work it out. They don't feel like they're lying. <laughs> you know, they they have this whole thing about you don't have to believe all of Trump's bullshit. Uh, to make a case that the, you know, that we had the ballots and the harvesting, and you know there was this one and that one, they can work it out, the, yeah, to well, their to their own satisfaction. The the other point, a kind of contradiction that I'm I'm curious in what you think about. You talked about the um, pornography being pumped to us. It's um it's very clear why that's happening, and in in Allen Ginsberg's Allen Ginsberg's words, it's the one-eyed shrew of the heterosexual market, it's money. I was going to say, it's money. Yes, that's why. It's money. That's, I mean, we have a market system yes. with some some constraints. You know, there's like, you can't have 
violent child pornography and stuff. There's some constraints, which you could see as like coming from a moral or theocratic, or you could see just like justice for children, like personal protection background. But um, there's very few constraints on what gets what gets bought and sold. And so are these people, are they like, they're just not, they're kind of a theo-communist kind of world? Like they're not into the market system or what's their, do you know about that? Yeah, well, um, some of them, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly not into a free market for pornography. Um, yeah. That, that that would be for sure. And, and you know, it's like uh, we do draw lines with pornography, as you just pointed out. It's just that they would want the line drawn to basically get rid of it. Although not maybe for them. They, maybe, maybe they could keep some magazines just in the shed. Uh, <laughs> or maybe they could. But, you know, I do think there was a proposal way back when that we would have all pornography would be under .xxx. You know, there's .com, there's .net, there's .this, there's .that. And .xxx would be, if you're going to do pornography, it's going to have to go in there. And then that would be far more easy to regulate, keep away from kids. Um, but Seems pretty reasonable well, to me. Seems pretty reasonable to me. <laughs> uh, but it didn't happen and uh, because of money. And um, so, so there's, uh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really like so, so much of this has to do with the lack of, of creativity and imagination. Just like if they're worried, if the, whoever, like the capitalist pornographers are worried that they're going to lose money because places are going to ban .xxx, there's just like hundreds of services that will allow you to get around that. You know, so it's like, they're not going to lose any money. <laughs> People are obsessed. With, they want the porn. Most they of the internet the porn. is porn. Nothing is going to stop that. You know, yeah. it's like they don't have anything no. to fear. They're no. like, they're like, you. Actually, yeah. again, from a evolutionary point of view, it's like social media. We knew 20 years ago what we know now. Maybe we'd have done differently. And same with porn. But the idea that there's going to be a free expression of sexuality on, in this virtual world, absolutely evolutionarily on target. It's it's what's going to, you know, it's it's next. And we're going to be different people as a result of it. And we're yeah. going to have to learn how to not, you know, gorge on it and become, you know, morbidly obese from porn. Uh, and we're learning that. And yeah. part of it is, actually, I would say that these Christian men, particularly, are in the vanguard of that. I mean, it's a big deal among Christian men. Yeah, I, that's where I don't, I don't agree. I mean, there's a lot of people in this anti-pornography movement. But for, for me, what being in the vanguard means is having access and not doing it. And it's like, it's like with, okay. we, we've, we've come to a point with food, like, I've retrained myself with food where I'll have gummy bears on a hike, one per mile usually, but otherwise hey. I have access to unlimited candy and I don't eat it. Cause really? I, cause I, what's that? I said, really? How do you do that? How do I do what? Have unlimited candy and not eat it. I mean, it's just in the store. You can go anytime you want. <laughs> I'm just kind of kidding. Because I, <laughs> okay. had, I had a half a, bowl of candy that I didn't give out at Halloween and yeah yeah anyway yeah and when people bring it, took it over, me a week to eat it but I did eat it you know? yeah when people bring it over I just throw it away too. yeah no I, I yeah. no but we're learning this and we're doing it because we want to feel healthy we feel healthy in real time when we don't eat three candy bars right and there's a corollary to that with porn 
if you could clear out porn, uh, there is a new sort of uh, juiciness that comes online sexually. I've worked with it myself. You know, I mean, this is at least my experience. So where I'd say they're in the vanguard is that they see the problem. They actually have a lot of these men's groups and psychological and there's these apps and whatever where they're actually working with it. Now, the degree that they want to be totalitarian and take it away from us, that's uh, that we can tease those two things apart. That's integral. We can see yeah. the part that makes sense and the part that doesn't. Yeah. And, and I guess just to just to put a little finer, finer point on it, I think what success looks like, and this is, um, you know, when something is an addiction, I think it's very different. Uh, and I, we'd have to call Gabor Mate in because I don't really understand addiction in any way, except for what I read in his books. But, but what success to me looks like is having things like having market, I mean, to, to go back to the free market thing, having the demand decline. Like when when demand for conventional vegetables declines and demand for organic vegetables increases, we know that we've like made success as a culture. Yeah. You know, when when demand for Coca-Cola declines, we know yeah. that we have got somewhere as a culture, yeah. not because we're like preventing people from drinking Coca-Cola. Right. And I think it's the same, you know, to the extent that we have accountability groups. It's like it's the, the idea is not to me success. I mean, you might need these censorship apps in the in the short term. But success in the long term looks like I'm, I'm not censoring myself. I'm actually just don't have the endogenous desire anymore. My yeah. needs are met through my relationships yeah. um, so that I don't need to look yeah. Whatever, yeah. at robots. Yeah. 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 Great nice. discussion. Really good discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll keep an eye on this Mike Johnson, right? Was yeah, it, I'm sure it, many it, people will. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, thanks, everybody. And thank you, Encore the Light 10,000 Heroes podcast. And uh, thank you for joining me in the Daily Evolver. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Right. See you later.